Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. This is Zach. Thank you for tuning in. Today is September 19th of 2023. It is Tuesday. Yes, we were releasing this episode a day later than usual, but uh, we got caught up in our Sunday night recording. And so now we've pushed it back to Tuesday, and we're going to consolidate our Monday and Wednesday episode into Tuesday. We may do it more in the future, it just depends what our schedule looks like. But um, yeah, due to unforeseen circumstances, we're now recording tonight. Uh, right before the Monday Night Football Games, a doubleheader should be exciting. Panthers and Saints, and then Steelers and Browns should be two interesting games. Um, two different, very two very different level com- of uh, levels of competition amongst the two teams, but... Uh, I'll let the listeners sort out uh, what I mean by that. But, uh, yeah, we'll recap the weekend here really quick and then move on to our winners and losers of the weekend. So start off with some college football, uh, early Saturday morning games, including LSU-Mississippi State. Oh, what a good game by LSU. Kind of surprising for LSU considering their past performances. Um, You know, the Florida State game, not pretty, obviously. And then they go in grambling and take care of business there. But, um. I know me and Peyton had our concerns about the defense for LSU, but they showed up. I mean, Mississippi State, they're no um, Alabama or Georgia, don't get me wrong, but, I mean, Mississippi State is no slouch either. I mean, they're SEC, and they'll be decently competitive in the SEC this year. Uh, Whether it was a combination of them struggling and LSU doing good, I'm not sure, or if it was one more than the other, not sure. But, yeah, LSU takes care of business, beats them 41-14, to pretty decisive fashion. Jane Daniels and Malik Neighbors go off. Uh, Neighbors gathering 239 yards and two touchdowns on 13 catches. So, um, yep, uh, see if LSU can keep carrying that momentum. Good for them. Uh, Georgia had a little bit of a scare against South Carolina. They weren't looking too good uh, in the first half. I believe they went to halftime down 11. It was 14-3. to then they woke up and realized they're the best team in the nation, took care of business, ended up beating South Carolina 24-14. Um, so, yeah, good for them. They didn't allow uh, the first half to get into their head too bad. Uh, Edwards came out strong, uh, ran, had 20 carries for 118 yards and got himself a touchdown. Uh, Spencer Radler looked uh, looked okay. Like I said, the first half, like I said, South Carolina looked like they weren't going to run away with it, but they were really were going to make it a game. And then, sure enough, they got shut out by that uh, stellar Georgia defense. Um, another good game, Florida State and Boston College. Um, forgive me because I forgot the name of the game. It was a rivalry game, you know, and celebrating the 9-11 or a, a certain 9-11 victim. But, yeah, uh, Boston College kind of brought it to Florida State. Um, they really made it competitive. Uh, I believe, you know, Florida State ended up winning by two, 31 to 29. Um, but, yeah, Florida, uh, like I said, Florida State kind of – Struggled a little bit, but like I said, I mean, maybe the game just meant more. Boston College kind of brought it to them. But, um, yeah, moving on to another game, I believe Florida and Tennessee was another very good game, at least for Florida, not so much Tennessee. Tennessee got a little exposed by Florida. I saw an explosive first half and specifically second quarter for Florida. Um, scored 20 points in the second quarter alone. Yeah, ended up beating Tennessee 29-16. to uh, Like I said, it was Tennessee's uh, – the quarterback for Tennessee, Milton, it was his first real test, uh, you know, in a way game in the SEC. Like I said, he hasn't like, had like a true test yet for that. And um, nighttime game two in Gainesville. And, yeah, he uh, – I mean, he kind of – he did pretty well. He did a lot better than I was expecting. But, yeah, Florida really just showed up. 
uh, capitalized on Tennessee's mistakes. Tennessee never really got to seem, uh, really never seemed to get going. And uh, kind of, kind of weird for such a highly ranked team. But yeah, Florida upsets Tennessee pretty handedly, twenty nine to sixteen. Another SEC game, Alabama and South Florida, which was pretty close, tied up at three at halftime. Uh, Alabama having the quarterback struggles, as uh, we kind of predicted early before the season even started. And uh, I think they're going to be even changing quarterbacks once again uh, for this next upcoming game. So I know Saban's not happy about that. But Alabama was able to kind of pull out a tough one against a one-in-one South Florida. Uh, South Florida showed up. And uh, they were they brought it to Bama. Like I said, I'm, unfortunately for Bama, it's not looking too good for them. Uh, like I said, the dynasty really isn't there anymore. But, hey, um, for what it's worth, I think Alabama still has a very talented roster. They just got to figure it out sooner than later if they want, don't want to keep slipping in the rankings. Uh, another good game that came down to the wire. I know all these games are SEC, except the Florida State-Boston College game. But another good game came down to a 61-yard field goal. Missouri-Kansas State. Missouri upsets Kansas State. Uh, like I said, a walk-off field goal. Um, I mean, amazing. It was drilled, too. I mean, no question about it. Um, good for Missouri. I know the kicker's on, on a high right now. He's the man on campus. Good for him. And uh, once again, another good game. Um, and last game I'll cover here. Uh, I know a lot of good games this weekend. A lot. Of, it was kind of a weird weekend for college football. But the last game I'll cover here a, um, was Colorado and Colorado State. Colorado State brought it to Colorado. Uh, after all the trash talk, they kind of backed it up, brought it to overtime. Uh, Colorado was like a 20-point favorite or something, and uh, Colorado State kind of showed, um, you know, <laughs> kind of kind of shut Colorado up early. Um, no one's that high on Colorado anymore. Uh, unfortunately, Travis Hunter gets um, hit. Uh, people argue it's a cheap shot. It, it's football. It's whatever. Unfortunately, his injury sustained, I believe, is like a lacerated liver or something, so he's going to be out for a few weeks at least, I think. I know the initial report said it's going to be about three weeks, but I, I expect it's going to be more than that. That's not like an injury. You just put a timetable on. But um, yeah, Colorado was able to pull out a gutsy win um, against Colorado State. And, you know, uh, uh, now they got to play Oregon next week. Good luck to them, uh, to Colorado, I mean, because Oregon's probably about to run through them. Um, they're no TCU. I just put it like that. That's just the best way I can put it. But, yeah, that'll um, do it for college football. Move on to what was next. What was next? We'll go with we'll go with UFC, Noche UFC. Well, it was a pretty exciting card. Um, uh, some anomalies. Uh, we had you know a uh, no contest, and we also had a split draw. So yeah, it was a pretty interesting, pretty interesting card. But yeah, um, I'll run through the winners and the the draws, I guess too. But uh, yeah, to uh, start off the card, we have Josephine Knutson winning the unanimous decision against Martin Mann. Uh, Knutson climbs to seven and zero. Uh, next, Charlie Campbell knocks out Alex Ray's guy coming off of his six year layoff shocker. Uh, knocks him out, and uh, about three minutes into the fight, left hook and then a right straight knocks Alex Reyes out. And Charlie Campbell's now eight and two. Moving on to another a women's MMA fight, Tracy Cortez wins via unanimous decision against Yasmin Yet Uh Cortez is now eleven and one. Uh, the next fight ended in a no contest. It should have been a very interesting fight, but ended up you know not being. Uh, but I will say, uh, I believe Edgar Chavez had a Lacerda and a, a submission. Pretty tight submission. Lacerda went limp. Uh, ref got a little confused, stopped the fight. Now, I guess I don't blame him, but, um, you know, I guess at the end of the day, you also, as a ref, you have to be really watching out for that stuff because, I mean, you know, as, as soon as soon as Charles let go, Lacerda was like, really? Uh, you could tell he wasn't out. It was like, ooh, it wasn't uh, wasn't pretty at all. But uh, moving on, um, Amiv Hayden's uh, one, of, one of the fighters we're really high on and love to see his future, Roman Kopilov. 
Uh, gets another knockout on Josh Frim, uh, four and a half minutes into the second round. Knocks him out via vicious punch to the lever. Josh dropped Josh Frim. Um, yeah, Kopilov climbs to 12 and 2. I expect to see a jump up in competition for Kopilov. Um, moving on, we have uh, Loopy wins via submission via rear naked choke in the second round against Elise Reed. Loopy's now 11 and 3 in the UFC. Or I'm sorry, in her MMA career. Then moving on to our main card, we have Kyle Nelson going up against Fernando Padilla. Nelson wins via unanimous decision against Padilla. Uh, I think that may have been the only upset on the card, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or at least major upset. I know there's a lot of this card was full of chalky fighters or fighters who were like moderate favorites. So, uh, yeah, Kyle Nelson gets it done as the underdog, uh, climbs to 15 5 and 1. Um, next fight, Zell Huber going against Yagos. Uh, Zell Huber wins via Anaconda Choke submission. Uh, in the second round, about halfway through, uh, Zell Huber climbs to 14 and 1, uh, continuing to make a name for himself, building up his hype train. And speaking of hype trains, um, uh, the one that was derailed for Raul Rosas Jr. is now back. Um, gets a knockout on Terrence Mitchell a minute into the fight. Um, I actually kind of uh, surprising. I mean, I know it's Terrence Mitchell, so I'm, I mean, to to be fair, I I use the word surprising here very loosely. Surprised that Raul Rosas won via knockout, not you know dominant like takedown and submission or like ground and pound. It was a straight up. I mean, you know, like knocked him on his butt. Uh, from standing and then got on top of him and then finished him in mount. So yeah, it was very, uh, very nice to see Raul Ruiz uh, Jr. get back on track there. He's eight and one now, um, still not even twenty years old. So good for him. Um, moving on to our co-main event, Jack De La Maddalena defeated Kevin Holland via split decision. That was a um, very good fight, one that Kevin Holland probably could have won had he wrestled. But as we know, uh, or you know, I grappled, I should say. But as we know, Kevin Holland hates to do that because um. You know, like I said, not a very high IQ fighter. But, yeah, Jack Dallamandolino gets a, his uh, signature win in the UFC. Uh, should see consistent, um, you know, Kevin Holland-level type of fighters now. Um, won't be fighting bottom of the barrel or, like, middle of the pack guys anymore. He'll definitely have a number next to his name or a higher number next to his name and um, probably look his way, look into uh, trying to get into the championship conversation. Uh, his hype train keeps moving. And then the UFC Women's Flyweight Championship ends in a split draw. Um, yet one of the judges scored the last round 10 8. I don't know how you do that. Sure, Grasso won the last round, but 10 8, no, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, Alex Grasso keeps her belt. Uh, Shevchenko, you know, um, like I said, neither of them lost, neither of them won, but just you know, due to the rules, Grasso keeps the belt. Uh, maybe we'll see these women fight another time. It'd be very interesting. Um, like I said, I was, I was kind of surprised actually about Grasso's output. Um, I think, like I said, she's, she's on, um, I may hate to say she's on Shevchenko level, but I mean, like I said, maybe just like I said, Shevchenko's just lost a step and Grasso is just, you know, kind of like the future is now old man kind of thing. So, yeah, maybe that's where we're at uh, now in the UFC flyweight, uh, women's flyweight decision. So, um, you know, good good showing for Grasso. I was very impressed. And if these women fight again, I'd, I'd probably be, I'd probably lean Grasso. I mean, I don't, I don't, it's kind of hard to pick against Shevchenko, but I said, I don't know. Um, very interesting watching these women fight. It was a very competitive card all around. And, uh, just the the fact that the championship fight ended in a split draw really shows how competitive this whole card was. And moving on, lastly, recap, we'll cover some of the NFL games. Um, first one, obviously, a very important noon game for the AFC North. We had Ravens going up against the Bengals. Um, Ravens outlast Bengals 27-24 and was a very competitive game. Uh, 
Yep, Joe Burrow once again struggles. Lamar Jackson and in the new offense kind of shines a little bit, shows that um, he's a dual threat not to be messed with. Uh, you know, definitely nothing like his MVP season, but he's still showing that he's a, you know, like easily like a top eight quarterback in the league. And um, you know, Joe Burrow, like I said, after signing the massive contract, is still still seeming to struggle out there. Uh, Jamar Chase is showing his inconsistencies again, but at least T. Higgins looked good. Uh, after a, a week of zero catches and being targeted a lot, T. Higgins kind of um, takes advantage of a weakened Ravens secondary. And you'd like to see for the Bengals at least. Um, I know they, they kind of start off every season like this, and then they go like on these huge runs and end up making it to like championship games. But, you know, if you're Zach Taylor, well, I don't know who the offensive coordinator for the Bengals is, but, I mean, you, I wish, you know, the offensive line isn't bad anymore. You don't have to tell Joe Burrow to get the ball out in under two seconds. Because, I mean, it's like you see Joe Burrow, he scans the field for maybe two Mississippis and then just checks down. And, man, as a Ravens fan, it was just getting aggravating watching that. And it, it wasn't even successful. I was just aggravated. Like, I, would, I was just aggravated for Joe Burrow, being the LSU fan. Uh, you wish, I said, maybe the offense could open up a little bit more. And um, kind of how the Ravens play now, you wish – You'd kind of wish the Bengals kind of play like that. And maybe they, they they probably look at this and probably start to open it up a little bit more. But now you got Joe Burrow kind of having to deal with an injury. Uh, he said he re-aggravated his calf. And um, I think, to be honest, he probably wasn't fully healed all the way back. Uh, like I said, you can see he's kind of lost a step. And now he's definitely – he's lost about five steps because, he, like I said, he just admitted that's definitely sore. It's going to be day-to-day for him. So, yeah, we'll see what the future has in, hold, uh, in store for the Bengals. And like I said, Ravens looking good. 2-0 start, beat a division rival. And uh, move on to another game. It was an interesting game. Ah, Seahawks and Lions. Yes, they go to overtime. Uh, it was a very um, good showing for Geno Smith. 328 yards, two touchdowns. David Montgomery got injured during the game, I believe. But uh, nothing too serious. I believe he'll be back soon. But yeah, Seahawks end up outlasting the Lions to go 1-1. One one. They win in overtime, 37-31. Another overtime game, Chargers and Titans. Titans win with a nutball walk-off field goal in overtime from Nick Folk. Um, Chargers are 0-2, kind of kind of surprising. I know surprising to a lot of people. And um, I don't know how big of the favorites Chargers were. They should be favorites going up against the Titans at least. But, hey, home field advantage for the Titans. Like I said, they got it done against the Chargers. Good for them. Titans 1-1, one one, Chargers 0-2. Moving on to another, another game. Um... Giants and Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals had a humongous lead, I believe, like a 20 to, 20 to nothing lead going into halftime. And, of course, they blow it. Uh, final score, 31-28. Giants, Daniel Jones had himself a day, 320 yards, two touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, so Giants somehow found a way to come back. Uh, now they're 1-1. One one. Cardinals fall to 0-2. And, and, unfortunately, you know, Giants fans, I know they're a little concerned because they're definitely not looking like the team they were last season. But, hey, and – um. It is what it is. I think the Giants will be okay. Uh, like I said, winning record. I mean, I don't know if that's going to be kind of hard, but, I mean, um, best of luck to them, especially these first two games. They definitely haven't looked all that good, you know. I mean, obviously the last two quarters they played, the, um, this last game, they looked great. If they look like that for the rest of the season, granted you're playing against the Cardinals, but if you look like that for the rest of the season, I think you're in good shape. Uh, one last game here we'll cover. Uh, let's see, Commanders and Broncos. Yeah, uh, I think everyone kind of saw the highlight. Game came down to, uh, of course, a classic Russell Wilson Hail Mary. And, of course, in classic Russell Wilson Hail Mary fashion, it gets completed. And uh, sure enough, they had to go for two to just to tie it up. And, unfortunately, they don't get it. So, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, Aero Broncos fall to 0-2. And 0-2 at home, too. 
Oh, let's say Russell Wilson had a decent day, but like I said, they just weren't able to get it done against the Commanders. Commanders go to two and zero. Oh, the Commanders looking like a good team, uh, able to get everything together. Brian Robinson Jr. had himself <clears throat> had himself a good day. So, um, yeah, those are just some uh, quick games. I'll also, I'll cover one more bonus game, I guess. Uh, Packers and Falcons. Uh, I'll mainly just cover mainly because just one player, uh, even as, as atrocious as the Falcons' offense is to watch, it's 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 a little. Not frightening is the word, but it's a little uh, you know, disgusting, I guess. A little sick, you might say. But hey, uh, Bijan Robinson. Um, I mean, man, dude is everything as he was advertised. I mean, um, if you followed him in his Texas days, you knew how the, you knew this dude was going to tear the league up. And sure enough, I mean, he's doing video game movies out there. Um, and like I said, NFL is going to be posting his highlights for years to come. I feel like so. Um, yeah, good pick up by the Falcons and Bijan Robinson. You definitely got your running back of the future, and probably the you know running back of the future for the whole NFL right there. And Bijan, um, obviously, if you're the Falcons, you want to see Desmond Ritter take a little bit of a step up. But then again, I mean, you know, um, I mean, it's going to be hard not to keep giving the ball to Bijan. So, um, you know, Desmond Ritter, Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson. I mean, you have you have decent weapons on your offense now. But like I said, it's just up to you to um, it's really just up to the Falcons to figure it out, see what they um, see what they can do. But um, yeah, that'll cover the news, and um. We'll go ahead and move on to our winners and losers of the weekend. Yeah, thank you, Zach, for that weekend recap. Um, yeah, You're we'll welcome. Move into the, we'll move into our uh, winners and losers of the weekend. Um, starting off from my first winner, uh, I do have LSU. Seemingly every ranked team had a, I mean, a struggle win this weekend. LSU really went out there against Mississippi State in a pretty tough place to play with all the cowbells and all the noise that uh, Mississippi State fans make. And uh, won convincingly against a, a really good defensive team in Mississippi State. Won 41-14. Offense looked, was firing on all cylinders. Jaden Daniels looked great. Malik Neighbors looked great. Defense looked great. Uh, I think there was a stretch where Mississippi State had 11 straight plays that went for zero or negative yardage. So, um I mean, that's wonderful to see as an LSU fan. So, yeah, I have them as my first winner. Nice. Uh, one of my winners I have is the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the news or not, but uh, they signed Kelly Oubre Jr. So, congrats to the 76ers. You just got 100 times hotter. And considering he's probably going to end up replacing James Harden once James Harden figures out what he, you know, what's going on with him. Um, yeah, that's, uh, the 76ers will automatically be a team to look out for just because – they're so hot. Yeah. Winner 76ers. Yeah. Um, another winner I have is um, the Ravens. I mean, hey, they looked great again. Um, Bengals didn't look great, but Ravens' offense looked great. Uh, I think Todd Munkin is really going to open up Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to open that up, that, that offense. And I'm going I'm to call it now. I'm switching my prediction. Um, I have the Ravens winning the AFC North now. Nice. That's what, I'm happy to see you're on the um. You you've been enlightened. I'm happy to see it. And um, yeah. Uh, another winner I have. Uh, I'm going to go with America. I know this this is the uh, third time I've used America. Now I used them as a winner and a loser last week, but they're definitely a winner, especially today, the day of the recording, because today's National Cheeseburger Day. If there's uh, anything America loves more than sports, it's cheeseburgers. So uh, yeah, National Cheeseburger Day automatic winner is America. And all of our people, uh, we may have added, um, I don't know, a solid like two percent of mass to the planet Earth, just in the United States alone. But um, 
yeah, regardless, we're all winners over here. I don't know if you've indulged in National Cheeseburger Day or not, Peyton. But um, no, I have not. I've actually been trying to eat a little bit healthier. So. All right, well, you're on American. Go glue your hands yeah, to red you or know, something, uh, freaking freak. I'm trying to lose some weight. Um, unhappy with myself right now. So uh, yeah, I'd be pretty unhappy if I was you too. I don't blame you. You know what'd make you happier though? A cheeseburger. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, my last winner, uh, Alexa Grasso. Although she didn't technically win, she retained her belt, and now they're talking about maybe not giving Shevchenko their immediate rematch, so that's a win in my eyes for Grasso. Uh, she gets to hold on to the belt a little bit longer. Yeah, to play off that, I was going to have my last winner on my, I guess, a legit winner for me. I guess it's women's in May, as much as I dog on them, the flyweight division. Um, you know, I will say Grasso kind of impressed me for what it's worth. Uh, I do think, I, I guess I'm now in the boat of Shevchenko's definitely lost a step. She's definitely not, you know, as dominant as she used to be. I guess that's just something that comes with age. I guess she really just she just hit that wall and hit it hard. But um, that's where she's at in her career. And yeah, good for Grasso for being very aggressive. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, did she dominate the fight? No, but neither did Shevchenko. And yeah, it's unfortunate that the fight ended in a draw. But I think that's a testament to how competitive that fight was. So uh, yeah, Mexico still retains one of their champions, and uh, yeah, Shevchenko's got to. Do some reevaluation. I'm not sure if she's um, ever really going to get a title shot again. Like so, if she's not up for an immediate rematch. Then I don't see. I really don't see a road where she gets another title shot at this point, especially just considering her age. Yeah, and I would even argue, like, I mean, lately, women's sports in general. Um, I mean, I know it's still take behind men's sports, but it's a. Uh... It's getting a little bit more competitive, a little bit more interesting to watch. Uh, I think the talent gap between the top and the bottom is kind of evening out, which quite honestly makes men's sports a lot better than women's sports, I feel like at least. Um, but, man, I feel like they should also uh, make some kind of changes to like the rules, like uh, baseball to softball. Obviously, shorter field, shorter base pass, shorter pitching mound, something like that. And if I don't – I mean, I'm sure you can – I'm, not, I'm sure you've never watched uh, softball, but uh, it is a lot more. Inter- it is very entertaining on par with baseball, if not even more entertaining than baseball. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm I'm in the boat of golf is more entertaining than baseball, but uh, yeah. Uh, so what's so what you're pushing for is a step back as far as American advancements, right? You're saying rather than equality, we should have women have the easier route to do the same things as men do. Yeah, if you want to twist it that way, then that's I'm all for it. I'm not twisting. I'm just saying exactly what you said, word for word, bar for bar. Yep, that's cool. Yeah, all right. I, I'm in favor all of right. it if it makes right. women. Peyton Wagner hates women. So anyway, I guess specifically uh, women in sports. Moving on, um, my I have actually two losers this weekend. Uh, my first loser being Foster Morrow since he beat cancer and now has to play with Derek Carr. Um. I mean, another cancer. Awful. Yeah, exactly. That's just horrible. Uh, I wouldn't wish that on, on anybody. Yeah, but, cancer uh, and car share too many letters. Yeah, for them not that to be related. Mean, by what I mean is not not wishing that upon anybody is having to having to receive the ball from Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't wish cancer on anybody either. But man, that that <laughs> almost seems more. Uh, <laughs> I mean that. Um, oh, watch what you're saying. That, that sounds more promising at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. No, all jokes aside, uh, I hate cancer. So, um, bold, bold statement. Bold statement. How, how brave! How brave of you! Yeah, how brave, yeah, I should say how brave and, of uh, you to say that. 
my real loser for the the weekend was the Colorado hype train. Uh, definitely took a significant uh, hit having to go to double overtime with Colorado State. Womp womp. Uh, Colorado State is not a good team. I think everybody knows that. And uh, Colorado, honestly, they look like the Colorado State looked like the better team mm-hmm. that whole game. So I think uh, they're gonna have a really tough test against somebody like Oregon this week. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna get they're gonna get cream pot by Oregon. Yeah. Um, you know, I was told today also that uh, Colorado Colorado would roll over Oregon and roll over USC. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah oh, and uh, Shador Sanders is 10 times better than Caleb Williams. <laughs> Couldn't, mm. I mean, y'all know how much I don't like the, Caleb Williams. And I mean, this dude had me so mad. I was pulling out Caleb Williams stats defending the man. I mean, I would say Shador Sanders is probably better than Burrow right now. Um, that's <laughs> about it, though. Yeah, highest paid. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. I, I love seeing a, a form, yeah a rival have a downfall. Anyways, oh uh, yeah, one of the losers. I agree with your losers, by the way. Some uh, good choices. Um, oh, shoot, I had a really I had a really good loser. That's why you're talking. I thought of it. I was going to say, oh man, this is this one's a banger, but um, now I've lost it. I think I was going to say something about college football. But, um, oh, I don't know if you saw, speaking of losing, Max Verstappen, I say he, he, you don't really lose in Formula One, but I guess to him it's losing because he didn't get first place this weekend. Which, um, I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, the car that he was in sucked on the track that they had to race in, race on, I should two say. Cars. And, um, yeah. And, um, so yeah, he finished fifth. He didn't even get a podium, which was, um, kind of a, kind of a shock, but for what it's worth. I think it's, it was good. It was a very good race. And see, the only reason it was a good race is because Max Verstappen wasn't involved. Um, I guess I just had to put it like that. It was a very entertaining race, probably the most entertaining race I've seen in like that years, at least when I first started, since I started watching it. But um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I think I, one of my losers was going to be Colorado as well. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, you don't look good against Colorado State. Your your competition's only going to get tougher and tougher. And on top of that, you lost Travis Hunter to a um pretty bizarre injury. Bizarre in the sense of it's a very it's a very uncommon injury to put a timetable a timestamp on. And you know they're over here saying, "Oh, sorry, I'm just not seeing the highlight of the fumble." Yes, it was very reminiscent of um Louisiana Tech and Mississippi State, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the fumble in the Saints and Panthers game. I mean. But yeah, unfor- you know, unfortunately for Colorado, yeah, I think the hype train has definitely uh, slowed down a little bit. I think it's still going a little bit, but I do think, um, you know, under the bright lights, they didn't look that good against a team who's um, very inferior. Um, yeah, I mean, Colorado State's not good in any sense. Uh, granted, USF's not good either, and look, they kind of pushed Bama to the um, breaking point, or at least Saban. Uh, that video yeah, of Saban I mean, running in after the delay or whatever, and he looked like... He just got jumped or something. Um, they had five sacks on Bama's O-line. Bama's O-line sacked their own quarterback five times? No, no, no. That, yeah, that sounds had like part of the sacks problem. On oh. O-line. oh, oh, Not good. Yeah, Thanks, no. <laughs> yeah, good detective work there. Oh, let phone Alabama, let them know what the problem is. <laughs> I think your O-line's uh, not doing too good of a job. <laughs> 
I don't know. Game, score more points than other teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and another loser I have on a serious note as well is the Denver Broncos. Uh, I mean, a very high-scoring game against the Commanders. You only lose by two points. Uh, you really lose on a two-point conversion, and unfortunately, you're outplayed the whole game. Now you're 0-2 at home, and like I said, the Sean Payton era thing isn't looking too good. Um, you know, people thought Russell Wilson would be the answer. Obviously, he's not. Uh, like I said, you got some pretty serious weapons on offense, and you got Sean Payton. And uh, like I said, newsflash, I guess uh, Sean Payton's not that guy. Um, I mean, for I mean, for what it's worth, they see improvement over your old coach, sure. But yeah, um, you're not if you're the Broncos. I guess you know people are pretty low on you, and um, you know, like I said, the Sean Payton thing. I, I know that that brought a lot of hype back to the team. Everyone thought it was going to be something different this year, and unfortunately for them, it's definitely not looking any different. But um, good for Russell Wilson on his hail mary though. Like I said, very um, that's definitely not out of the norm for Russell Wilson to complete a hail mary. I don't know what it is with him in those, but uh, yeah, uh, big loser Denver Broncos. Uh, really, I guess this whole state of Colorado. I think that's what I was going to say. The state of Colorado, as uh, uh, in general, as being you know, it's just a loser, a loser, is full of losers. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, and uh, they're I'm, screwed. I'm getting a little bit closer and closer each week of calling Sean Payton the biggest loser of the weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. One of these weekends, I mean, it's grown more and more and more evident that maybe. Drew Brees was the reason for all of his success in New Orleans. Who would have thought a Hall of Fame quarterback would be that? But uh, no, yeah. Drew who? Mm-hmm, exactly. Never heard of him. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's all I got. Yeah, that's so. all I have as well. And um, once again, as I stated, this episode will uh, consolidate. We'll make up for our missed episode yesterday, and it's also going to kind of take up Wednesday's episode. Um, at least until we figure out what to do with those episodes. But, uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys on our next episode, which will be Friday. Um, is there any UFC? There's UFC going on this weekend. No? Yeah, I'm I, sure there is. Let me look. Yeah, I mean, it feels like we've become so um... – Ooh, Poirier versus Gagey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just one of the uh, – I guess my history. <laughs> pulled that one up for whatever uh... All right, let's take a look. I'm I'm looking. Dana White's contender series versus Gamrot. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. Intriguing, Mm -hmm. intriguing. Where do you see that? I'm having trouble finding it. Oh, you see that? I mean, I'm going back. I'm going to topology. What am I doing? (laughs) How dare I? How dare I use ESPN? How dare I use ESPN to find out anything sports related? Yeah, just that's a big loser. That's a big loser. Our last big loser submission: ESPN and their app and their website. Yes, uh, at all. Around, say, at least their at least their website is functional, but I mean they haven't yeah. updated it in a decade and a half. It feels like. Yeah, screw you, ESPN. That's all I have um, to say. The cards okay, I guess. Um, that makes us got a few great. guys, a few big names on it. Um, you got Fazeev, Gamrot, Bryce Mitchell, Dan Ige, AJ Fletcher. Yeah, oh, Muhammad Usman. Brian Battles on the main card? And AJ Fletcher? Oh. Yeah. Jordan on the main card? I mean, okay. Uh, I mean, it might be a sicko card. Oh, Jay Carrier. Jay Carrier and Muhammad Usman are fighting. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe the most boring heavyweight fight. No, no, man. Jake Carter sucks, though, so, like, I don't know. I remember how I was talking crap about 
a certain guy named Boudet. Yeah, freaking. And Jake Carrier lost to uh, Chris Barnett. Jake Carrier has some disgusting uh, losses. But Chris Barnett? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but in granted, I mean, yeah, Muhammad Usman. Muhammad Usman isn't, like, the greatest heavyweight in the world. Yeah, that fight, that's, like I said, it's going to be a... Uh, I haven't done any research, but I can tell you now. Um, oh, was that when Barnett did the front flip or whatever? I'm not, I don't think that was against Jake Carter. It may have been, but I don't think so. I think that was his next fight. Yeah. So is is Carter the guy that if you lose to, you just instantly get cut from the roster? Yeah, and that's why no one in the heavyweight division is getting cut. Because no one's. Been, I mean, Jake Carter's not beating anyone. Uh, the fact that Brian Battles on that main card—that's insane. They're good for him. Jay Fletcher. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, I swear AJ Fletcher just fought. Yeah, he didn't fight too, too long ago. I know he's fought within the past year, maybe twice in the past year. But yeah, for what it's worth, I don't think I don't think AJ Fletcher's gonna beat Brian Battle. No. Even though like Brian Battle is just still fresh out of the ultimate fighter. Yeah. But we'll see. Um so I think that's uh, all for us today. Uh, Zach, do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, nope. Um, yeah, just uh, thank you for tuning in as always. And like I said, we'll catch you Friday. We'll have a, our, um, our UFC predictions, college football, and NFL previewing predictions as always. And um, maybe a little bit more. Who knows? We'll see what's in store. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Peace.